0: It's time for another Smack Talk Live. I'm Dennis Farrell, no Tony Colombo. Smack Talk Live is presented by 97.1 FM News Talk St. Louis. Today, I'm joined by Pamela Michelle, as you remember her from our Wrestlemania review uh, way back in the day. We're bringing her back. She's a constant member. We're putting up a YouTube channel. We're growing this thing. Thank you, 97.1 FM News Talk. Thank you, everybody who downloads. And thank you, Pamela Michelle, for joining us. What's going on?
1: How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm really excited to, to be part of this, and the YouTube thing is going to be so much fun. Oh
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I did a Facebook Live video for the Royal Rumble, uh, not to date <laughs> this podcast, but uh, and if you listened to our Royal Rumble uh, reaction, it was uh, it was bad. The the Royal. Did you watch Royal Rumble?
1: I watched parts of it. Yeah, you, know, you did yourself it's a like- favor. Yeah, it's like I did myself a favor by only watching parts of it. I mean, the good thing is is that tonight anything on Raw is going to be directly related to the Royal Rumble, so you don't really need a whole lot of review when you can watch Raw tonight. But the one thing I am very happy that I did not miss is John Cena versus AJ Styles. That's a good
0: segue leading into what you and I are talking about today today. And there's going to be different layers, like a cake. You, the ultimate yeah. question is, is, John Cena good for wrestling? Uh, that branches off into, is John Cena one of the greatest wrestlers? Is John Cena one of the greatest champions? Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, pick pick your spot. Where do we start?
1: Okay, well, when I pose the question, is John Cena good for wrestling? I did get some reaction on it, and... He's very polarizing, as we had talked about before. You either really love John Cena or you hate John Cena. I think the hate part of what happens with people with John Cena is for such a long time, people have wanted John Cena to convert to a full-fledged heel. And while he has never gone in that direction to a full-fledged heel where he's sort of Flirted with the line of being neutral and then going back to face. There's quite a few reasons why the WWE has not done it, and are fully correct into never turning John Cena a full-fledged heel.
0: I cannot argue with that. I do not want to see John Cena heel at least now. I maybe right. like maybe if he follows the line of Hulk Hogan where. Hulkamania was kind of run out into the what is it uh, the mid to late 90s when he did the whole NWO yeah. thing. And it, and it was the perfect timing and it changed wrestling. I don't know if John Cena turning heel can change wrestling. But right now, with his Make-A-Wish stuff, I can see them right. not doing that. It makes sense. And I
1: actually think that that's the appeal, Dennis, of not turning John Cena heel, is that his huge appeal to children. And it's like you have three different aspects of this is one John Cena appeals to a lot of young kids. He gets them. he's almost like a pipe typer. Mm-hmm. He gets them in, he brings them in, and then they get to grow with him as his career goes. And the beauty of that is, is once they've kind of outgrown Cena, they turn on what they love, which is John Cena. And then, In the bonus part of that, by that time, they're already hooked and they've already become wrestling fans. So they start liking other, you know, WWE superstars. So that's sort of why I feel like WWE was 100% correct in never turning John Cena heel is because of his appeal to kids. And he does do a lot of charity work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and it just seems a little off when, some people can't separate the character on TV from the guy in real life. It, there's very, bloodlines is probably the best term for it. And with his over 500 make-a-wishes, I mean, he's granted the most wishes in make-a-wish history. I mean, it's just really hard to even argue on why it would be good for the company to turn him heel.
0: Here's my problem with John Cena is, and it's not <laughs> even his fault. Hulk Hogan had Macho Man. Hulk Hogan had yeah. The Ultimate Warrior. You know, you look down John Cena's resume in, in some of his championship matches. John Cena doesn't have that, that you know, Batman to his Joker. He just, he never did. Edge could have been that guy, but Edge got injured. It, it right. looked like for a short time it could have been a, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, him and you know Randy Orton clashed several times. But he never had that consistent foil, someone that you know that he could be the good guy against someone that the bad guy can be the you know the, the no. foil to. John Cena lacks that character in his professional career, and I think it really held him back. That and it's not his fault, and it's not fair, but
1: right. He just didn't I think part have of the problem help. is is that he's so great at putting people over that that's mostly what he's been more geared for instead of him having a permanent foil or even somebody where it comes full circle with i agree edge could have been that guy and for me one of john cena's best matches was against edge at unforgiven i mean edge definitely had the potential to be that guy but unfortunately you know his career ended because of injury but i would have loved to have seen how they could have worked that dynamic.
0: Now I don't think it's too late to to put somebody into this, but you have to end the whole Super Cena thing. Uh, the, the match, the Royal Rumble, the, which made him a sixteen time champion, which we're gonna talk about whether he's the greatest or if you know his championship run should even even equal Ric Flair's here in a few minutes. But mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say this: it was a great match. The Super Cena, given you know. AJ four AAs and taking his finisher twice, I think it made AJ look good that it took four AAs to to ultimately down him. But I, yeah. I would have liked to have seen them put more... In my prediction, I said AJ was going to win because WWE could smell money with him chasing the 16-time thing and then breaking right. the record. It seemed like they really didn't put much emphasis. They didn't really push that angle. I, I love, would have loved to see seen Cena chase this record, come up short a few times, and then make it meaningful. It didn't feel that way.
1: It really didn't. And I think that that's sort of where, I'm not going to say they dropped the ball, but even, let's say, 15 years ago, I feel like some of the storylines have progressed better then there was more buildup. It's like, it's almost like they wanted to just get this over with. And I think more so is for the fact that they're really pushing for John Cena to be part time. And if they further the storyline, it would have probably, you know, set that back a little bit.
0: I I don't know. I don't think, I think John Cena should, should be sparingly used in, in championship matches right now. I would love to see him set up non-title. It it may be even... I think him and the Miz could be great. I love what Miz is doing now. Miz is on another Mm -hmm. level. Granted, you'd have to come up with a way to make Miz look strong because I think, you know, pound for pound, muscle for muscle, Cena has that. But I I think on the mics, that would have been great. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I Cena seemed a little more edgy this time around against AJ Styles and I really enjoyed that. I wouldn't call him a heel but he seemed very, you know what, I'm John Cena, that's why I could do that and I did like that a little bit.
1: I think that this was probably some of his best mic work too as far as his skills because it really flirted with that line a little bit and it wasn't full on face which was nice. It was nice to see Sort of that little attitude, because it used to be there. Mm. That a little bit of that chip used to be there, and
0: when he was thugged, it was nice
1: to see it brought back. It with the whole thugonomics type of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I I did like I did like that. It very it did feel very thugonomics. Uh, you know, I I kind of felt like maybe Brock Lesnar could have done that too, with the way Brock Lesnar squashed Cena. Um yeah. and AJ, I you know, it's not too late for AJ Styles and Cena to really go back and forth. But I think this would have been great if AJ had the belt and AJ found a way to to cleanly win this match, but it was close. Um and you could have made this a really red hot rivalry if you could have stretched it out another three months and had Cena chasing. But I, I'm not closing the door on Cena AJ rivalry being you know what Cena needs to bring him into that. Not saying next level because Cena is next level, but it right. seems like the Cena has in in the older wrestling fans' minds has dropped off. Not getting older, lost a step, but just he's the Super Cena thing. Well.
1: As far as dropping off, I think that that's sort of a less is more type of thing too, which is what the company is trying to do, which is why I think him going part-time is actually good for the company. He's going to be there for pay-per-views. He's going to be there for, you know, live events. It's just the lot. It's just the shows, like the house shows that aren't taped, that he's not really, he's only going to be there for some of them. And I think right now, when you're talking about a little bit of a drop-off, I think it's more of a less is more type of thing.
0: All right, let's talk about Cena being the greatest. You you brought okay. up Cena being the greatest, and I fully believe that you believe this. I...
1: Well, I, for one, full disclosure, John Cena is not my favorite wrestler. Besides him being the pride of West Newberry, Massachusetts, which, of course, I'm a local Boston girl, you know, It's not a Boston Pride type of thing. For me, one of my favorite wrestlers ever has been and always will be Chris Jericho. So with that said, I'm going to go full disclosure out there saying John Cena is not exactly my favorite wrestler. But I have arguments for why I think that he is one of the best ever.
0: See, I don't even have him as a top four champion ever.
1: And it's not even that, you know, for me, one of the main points, okay, is money. The ultimate greats make money for themselves and they make money for the company. Ticket sales, we're talking merchandising, we're talking about old before the WWE, you know, Network happened, the pay-per-view buys and everything. Hogan, Austin, and The Rock were all top sellers. And the fact is, whether you like it or not, when a new John Cena t-shirt comes out, it immediately rises to the top to become some of the top-selling merchandise. And to me, that's one of the main points is when you're making money for the company, that also makes you good for the company and that puts you in a different level than anyone else. When John Cena is on a pay-per-view poster or he's going to be at a live event, the buys and ticket sales automatically go up just because of the association with his name being there.
0: I think John Cena came in at the perfect time for John Cena to be that guy, but I I also believe that there's lack of talent right now that's keeping John Cena into that... Into that top spot, uh, Kevin Owens. If they would have booked him as a strong champion, it could have been totally different. Uh, you know, Randy Orton's been playing mid card wrestler with the Wyatt family as of late, and finally, after winning the Royal Rumble, he's ascended to maybe main eventer again. Uh, it, to me, this roster is so weak that they it's just set up for John Cena to succeed like that. They don't have that other superstar.
1: They they, they don't have somebody that's going to, you know, do that. And I think that part of the problem is, is you're right. John Cena came into wrestling at the right time. But when he came into wrestling, his face was associated with everything. Whether you're talking about, you know, fusion, gel, and shaving blades. Like, the name John Cena was right there. Like, the WWE did... A great job at marketing marketing him outside of wrestling and they haven't done that with any of these other guys i think that if they took the time to do the same thing as far as doing a brand type of recognition as far as it being you know Gillette Fusion or whatever it is it gives a little bit more weight to the person that's going to be on tv if you can associate them with things outside of wrestling i
0: agree with that um I, you know, I, I don't have an argument for that point. That's a, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I, just kind of thinking over my head right now. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if AJ in the club or the Bullet Club or the Balor Club or whatever kind of club you want to call them come into fruition, I think they could essentially top every single category in sales that John Cena once held.
1: Right. No, again, it's just about how much time they're going to spend on that. And Mm -hmm. it's really now with John Cena going part-time, I don't think he's ever fully going to be phased out of this company. And the reason why is because he loves it so much. What some people may not realize is there's this thing called the gorilla. And I'm not sure, you probably know what the gorilla is. And for those who don't, I'm going to tell you. What the gorilla is, it's this area. And that's where all the magic happens. It's where everything's done. It's where the theme the theme songs are played. It's where camera angles are done. Triple H and Vince McMahon are in this area all the time. It's the area just before the wrestlers come out of the curtain. And this is where John Cena also is. He's there when he doesn't have to be, and he's there to help with camera angles and to give ideas on how to make the product better.
0: All right. Look, he's he's in it. He he's there. We he is a we we've agreed that he is great for wrestling. Now, is he the best champion ever? Did he just. Tag- I don't
1: necessarily think he's the best champion ever, but I think he's one of the best to carry the company. And I think that there's a difference with that. I don't think that you have to be the best champion ever. And even though he's had now the record of 16 title holds. I think that there's a slight difference between being the best champion and being somebody who carries the company. I mean, Hogan in his heyday carried the company. Shawn Michaels carried the company in his day. Austin and The Rock in the Attitude Era, that's who you thought of. You thought of Stone Cold, you thought of The Rock in the Attitude Era. The Ruthless Aggression Era, that's where John Cena really started to shine a little bit more, where he carried that era along with Triple H. The difference is... I would think Triple H is a better champion as opposed to John Cena. But as far as carrying the company, what John Cena did that Triple H didn't do is in the PG era and in the reality era, he carried the company in those eras as well. So if you think about it, in three different eras, you have John Cena carrying this company.
0: I would call... Edge a better champion, although Edge is only right. one at eleven times. Uh, he was kind of uh, attitudey, but attitude error. But he really became a man of made. Edge was more
1: versatile, and I think that that's sort of what made him a better champion because he had the ability to do comedy. And then when that whole thing happened with the love triangle, mm. you know, blurring again real life and you know art in their profession, entertainment with Matt Hardy and Lita, you saw Edge with the rated R superstar character. And I think that that's what makes Edge a better champion is how versatile he could be. He could be very funny with, you know, Christian when they had the whole thing going with their tag team partnership and they did those skits that come out to the ring, even though they were heelish, they were very funny. When they're like, you know, for those with the benefit of flash photography, Mm -hmm. it's you like laughing with Edge, and then you really hated him. He was able to give you that heat as well. He was able to get that reaction, that pop, and, of course, the heat.
0: In your opinion, where would you rank John Cena, just off the top of your head, as an all-time champion? Would he be top five, top six? Because
1: he'd be in my top 10, just a little bit, top, maybe at number nine, I'd say, I'd right. say number nine, just a little, just a little down on the top 10. I, I wouldn't put him in my top five. I mean, because then I don't think that you can rank him over somebody like Shawn Michaels either.
0: That's tough. You, you have to take into effect, the 16 time champion, but he, you know, I have, right. I have some stats here because I, he, as okay. he tied Ric Flair. And a lot of people say Ric Flair is actually like a 21-time champion. There are a couple reigns that were not uh, acknowledged by the WWE. Ric Flair doesn't really Mm -hmm. seem to fight it, although there have been several interviews where Ric Flair kind of goes, you know, I'm really like a 20, 21, 22-time champion, depending. Uh, I actually (laughs) pulled up all of Ric Flair's championship reigns, and I pulled up all of John Cena's, and I kind of want to compare them. Uh, Okay. and, And... the grand scheme of things, and this isn't so much to discredit you or the podcast. It was just a lot of comparison. John Cena wins it, and I just want to throw it out there because I, I'm hearing a lot of people that say John Cena is actually a, way better than Ric Flair was, and I have to disagree. Ric Flair done it over a greater right. amount of times. I, no,
1: I, I, I actually could not. E- I could not even argue that he's better than Ric Flair is.
0: Oh yeah. And, and you, you weren't going to. I, I know that we kind of talked a little bit. But Ric Flair, actually, if you count, you know, uh, I don't know, 18, like 20 times he's held the championship. Uh, I'm going to go with the championship. He's held it a total of 3,722 days. Oh, my God. I didn't even break it into years because I was too lazy. John <laughs> Cena's 16-time championship run. Only 1,394, but counting now, today, 95. And then depending on whenever you listen to this podcast, 96, 97, 98, 99. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't think there's a way John Cena could even come close to holding the the championship belt for 2,000 days total.
1: No, no. I, I don't actually think it would be even good for the business for it to happen.
0: In comparison, uh, Hulk Hogan's held his championships for a total of, and by the way, that's uh, 6 WWE, 6 WCW, 3,362 days total. Oh,
1: my gosh. I, I, that's
0: I, so funny. That, that's a good stat, though. It is. Um, breaking down John Cena's championship run, it happened. start First one was WrestleMania 21 where he beat JBL. Uh, mm-hmm. 2006, he beat Edge at the Royal Rumble. Later in 2006, he beat Edge at Unforgiven. 2008, he beat Y2J at the Survivor Series, Chris Jericho. 2009, he was in a triple threat match against Edge and Big Show at WrestleMania 25. He beat Orton in 2009 twice, once at Breaking Point, the second time at Bragging Rights, which was an I Quit match, I believe. One of the two was... Uh, no, Breaking Point was the I Quit match. Bragging Rights was the Iron Man match, I believe. Uh, right.
1: I, I believe that's correct.
0: In 2010, he won the Elimination Chamber against you know so many other wrestlers. Uh 2010, he beat Batista at WrestleMania 26. In 2011... He beat The Miz and John Morrison in Extreme Rules Triple Threat Cage Match to win the championship. Uh, You know, then was it 2011? He beat, uh, uh, nope, I I skipped. 2011, he beat Rey Mysterio on Raw, which was the only time, the only time John Cena won the championship on regular TV was in 2011, believe it or not.
1: It's crazy because I really wish that they would do that just a little bit more. I get why they don't because if they, you know, it wouldn't be as special. It wouldn't be more of a pay per view type thing. But just once in a while, it's like you'd like to see a title change hands only because it almost seems like a given that when a champion goes to the ring, if it's on Raw or SmackDown, whichever given show, it's like, okay, well, you know, The Undertaker has the belt. There's no way that they're going to lose it. Just every so often, it would be nice if they would actually have the titles change hands on those shows.
0: Heck, the Undertaker hasn't wrestled on Raw or SmackDown since
1: 2013.
0: Mm. That's a, that. There's another stat for you. I was kind of shocked, and it was actually in I want to say the UK. It was a UK edition of Raw or SmackDown. Was the last time in 2013 the Undertaker had wrestled on on. Raw or SmackDown. But in 2011, he beat Rey Mysterio. He beat Alberto Del Rio at Nine of Champions, also in 2011. Uh, we move on to 2013, where he beat The Rock at WrestleMania 29. Uh, for the 14th time, he's held the belt. He beat Del Rio again at Hell in a Cell. His, uh, his last time, other than this, was Money in the Bank in 2014. Then all of 2015, he did the U.S. Champion thing in 2006. He, so... Yeah, the that's so now Dennis, yes. just
1: like a question to kind of throw it out there a little bit. 16 titles. It's a, it's a pretty impressive number. But right. I mean, let's, we're not going to we're not going to lie about that. How many more do you think he would have if he hasn't had some of the injuries in his career?
0: Uh, if you want to
1: put a Ric Flair stat against that, like, I you know, what do you how many more do you think because he's. I'm not going to say he's been plagued with injury, but he's had quite a few significant ones that have kept him out for a decent chunks of time.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. I would think his, I don't know if it would add any more championships to it, but I think the days the belt held would go up by significantly. I think, as I said right. earlier, he had, you know, uh 1,300 days holding the belt he could be a 2,000-day champion. He easily could have been one if he didn't get injured or, you yeah. know, because I have a feeling that we we would see him, regardless, be a 16-time champ. I don't know if it would have been a, a year or two sooner or if he'd have held the belt longer and it could be a little bit later in his career. That's, that's an interesting question, but I, I definitely think the days the belt held would change. He might have had a very lengthy run in between there. But, ah, man, yeah, the injuries once again. Uh, but Cena coming back at the Royal Rumble, Cena coming back here, Cena coming back there, that all adds to the legacy of John Cena. I And a lot of people knock that he's not a good wrestler, but he's improved over the last six years. Okay, but
1: for those people who say that, what I'm going to ask, what I'm going to ask them to do. Is, listening to this podcast right now, if you're going to say that John Cena hasn't improved, all right, I get at the beginning maybe, you know, he was feeling his way about what the best style of wrestling for him might be. But if you can watch that match at the Royal Rumble from last night and still say John Cena can't wrestle, I'm going to have to say you're delusional.
0: He went. Uh, he, he he did. He brought it. That was to me the match of the night, and really the only match that was good on that card. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and like I said, I'm shocked he won it. I I'm not angry. I'm shocked. I think, I think the AJ a little bit longer, and you know maybe making this title run a little more. I think you we're just
1: kind of hoping for a little bit more furthered of a storyline, a little bit more of a feud. Yeah, you know, I'm not. Here's
0: here's my thought. I'm not mad. John Cena tied Ric Flair in the WWE's eyes. I, I still think they're on, you know Flair had the title or two more. But that's for a podcast on a different day. I in going by WWE rules here and, and what they tell us. You know right. they're both 16 time champions. I wish they would have made it a little bit more special. They would because it doesn't yeah. seem special. It doesn't seem. It doesn't see well, all that meaningful. Especially for a
1: pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble as well. Like, I just don't consider this one of the better pay-per-views either.
0: Yay. This, the, the one last night wasn't. The Royal Rumble in general is has always been one of my favorites. But the last... It's
1: usually fairly good as far as surprises. And I think nothing. the that's what sort of made this one fall flat. Is that there really wasn't anything that was like an oh my god moment like a surprising factor as far as even the entries
0: I would love to have seen I don't know if I want to see Ric Flair now hand him the belt or if I wanted to see Ric Flair hand him the belt when he beats Ric Flair's record I I how
1: great of a twist would it have been though if when the match for AJ Styles and Cena was going on to even further the feud a little bit more, all of a sudden Ric Flair just came out of nowhere and just dropped his finisher on Cena and said, "I don't think so."
0: I think that would have been great. I think you. How could have great would some... that have
1: been? I mean, because it would have just added so much more to it, and it would have because that is completely in Ric Flair's type of character, too.
0: Yeah, and I really like the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. I don't like the yeah. the. I'm crying because my daughter told me she doesn't want me. Ric Flair and I. I yeah,
1: that. I'm I say to this.
0: That. I say to this day, if you made Ric Flair a manager and you made him bring back like a version of the four. Bobby horsemen, Yeah, uh, uh, even Bobby Heenan, but bring back like the four horsemen in a way where he's kind of managing and but it's not really like an evolution kind of thing. I think yeah. Ric Flair would would succeed excel and change wrestling a little bit more because i kind of miss the the talkers the the old school managers
1: they don't focus on that as much anymore and it's really a shame because that added a whole different level of entertainment to it Because it wasn't just the wrestlers and the superstars that you were tuning in to see. You were also tuning in to see the managers. You were tuning in to see, like, Mr. Fuji. You were tuning in to see Paul Barra. You were tuning in to see these guys because you wanted to see exactly what their impact on the match or even the storyline was going to be.
0: They can still save this now because if... If Cena loses. It would
1: be it. a missed opportunity for them, I think, if they further this and say Cena loses the belt and then he's going for a number 17 to surpass Ric Flair's holdings. I think that that would be a key opportunity. And if they didn't involve Ric Flair in that in some way, shape, or form, I think that that would be just terrible on the WWE's part. Poor storyline telling and the ability to pull in old school wrestling fans into this generation as well.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine Ric Flair teaming up with AJ Styles or if there's a bullet club at that time and, in <laughs> AJ has a belt, Cena's chasing it, Flair keeps interfering. Then maybe Cena goes over the raw for a little bit to try to take that and Flair keeps interfering. I, I think that would be great.
1: I mean, it's just, you know that, and I think that with the storytelling, that's the most important part. I think that that's sort of where the WWE has gone a little lost on some of it, because some of it just feels too rushed. Again, like you said, you would like to have seen this AJ Styles, Cena feud kind of go on just a little longer. And I don't like how everything is either just progressed and then completely dropped off and forgotten about or it just you can see the holes in the missed opportunities yeah
0: you know I wouldn't have been angry if Cena loss last night but then showed up like Roman Reigns did and won the Royal Rumble I think yeah that, and, and then you can build off that I, I'd have been all right with that too uh I I'll be honest the Royal Rumble sucks so it didn't really matter who won to me but um <laughs> yeah I guess wrapping this up we both agree he was a great champion, not the best, not even the best, right. strictly WWE champion. Uh, in a line of heroes, he has aligned himself with Hulkamania as 1A yeah. and 1B, in my mind, as the two greatest face wrestlers ever.
1: I, I agree. Um, I think what...
0: I'll even go two greatest face personalities. Wrestlers is is a little bit because of the wrestling skill, but the two greatest face personalities out there.
1: It was right along up there with Hulkamania, with Hulk Hogan telling kids to, you know, know, eat their vitamins and stuff to get big and strong. That's the equivalent of what John Cena is to me. And, I mean, when you talk about the champion versus the company guy, to me... What makes John Cena one of the best is how loyal he has stayed to the WWE. To me, you could even make the argument, and this could be a whole other podcast, is exactly what a company guy he is. You know, eventually Hulk Hogan jumped WWE ship to go, see, to, go to WCW. Steve Austin didn't want to be with the company anymore because he just didn't want to lose matches, so he left. You had The Rock go make movies. The one constant was is that John Cena had stayed the whole entire time. He never left the company, unlike some of his other big money-pulling-in predecessors' house.
0: Uh, I will say this, my only knock on John Cena right now. I did not, and I still am a little bit irritated with the way he went after The Rock about being part-time and talking about how yeah. he's still here. And then, and granted, the W. You know, he's a great ambassador and needs time off, but it still looks like he's kind of going the same way, doing movies, showing up at these yeah. events, and to me, oh, meet the kettle. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, uh, he's going to have to do something to to not come off quite as hypocritical. I mean, at least Chris Jericho admits, like, look, I'm a part time wrestler. Oh, I've got. Well, my, I love him. Yeah, I've got my band. Uh, I'll come back when things slow down. Uh, I won't wrestle anywhere else, but I still have my own life. I don't think that makes Chris Jericho any less of a company guy to me. No, um,
1: no, I no, I do agree with you, and I, it's like, and I do love Jericho for that. It's like he has so many other interests, and he makes no apologies for it. No,
0: yeah, but he also has said, "I'm not signing a contract anywhere else but the WWE."
1: Right. And, You're not going to see Chris Jericho heading to TNA or anything
0: like that. No, and I don't think you see you know John Cena go to TNA either. So,
1: no, I don't think so either.
0: All right, well that's uh, that's where we're going to leave this conversation on John Cena. Uh, I think it went great. You made great points. Is there anything else that you may not have gotten in that I know you worked hard on research and everything that you feel like you just might want to say one last thing about.
1: Um. The only other thing is is that I think if you're going to say what pay-per-view John Cena shines at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that some of his better matches, you might as well call him Mr. SummerSlam just because I think that some of his best matches have come from SummerSlam. His match against AJ Styles at SummerSlam was fantastic. The Daniel Bryan match at SummerSlam and the Seth Rollins one. If you guys forget what those matches looked like, go YouTube them now because they are still fantastic.
0: And your all-time, your personal all-time favorite scene of match. Do you have one?
1: I do, and it's against Edge. Hmm. It's at the elimination. It's the match against Edge. I mean, that's been my personal favorite against Unforgiven. The Unforgiven pay-per-view against Edge. And actually, believe it or not, the match I liked a lot, too, was the match he had against Kevin Owens at the Elimination Chamber.
0: The Edge one was in 2006, by the way, if you want to go watch that again. Pam?
1: Those are are my two favorites.
0: Pamela, where can people find
1: you? You can find me on Twitter at Sporty Diva, and shoot me some questions. I will definitely give you my opinion on them.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell, Facebook, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Let's become Facebook friends. Go over to the Smack Talk Live Facebook page. It's brand new, slowly growing, but it's an open community where anyone can post and talk. Uh, We welcome some of your subjects that you want us to cover, and uh, we'll find ways to incorporate you guys into those podcasts. Pam, we'll see you again in a couple couple days. We're working on another podcast together. You're going to surprise me with what it is, and I can't wait to bring it to the fans. Oh, fantastic. I look
1: forward to it.